Hello and welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Tozak, women's transformation coach, breathwork facilitator, and embodiment mentor. Here to guide you on the journey of coming home to who you truly are so that you can live a life as the most authentic, abundant, and aligned version of you. By listening to this podcast, you will gain more self-awareness, break past your subconscious blocks, fear-based stories, and limitations that are holding you back from living the life that you truly desire. You can expect to walk away feeling more connected and aligned with your purpose, your body, and your authentic self. We will be having conversations about everything energy, mindset, emotional intelligence, shadow and inner child work, and the conversations that you need to hear to take a look within and reclaim yourself as a powerful being and conscious creator. By listening to this podcast, you will learn practical and implementable tools to help you create your life by design and not by default. I am so excited to have you here today. Now let's dive in. We are live on a brand new episode of the Tailored Life Podcast. And I'm super fucking excited for this episode because I'm going to be diving into something that I imagine many of you relate to. This is something that many of us have struggled with throughout our lives, which is people-pleasing and perfectionism. And so yesterday I made a post on Instagram about how I didn't realize that I was a people-pleaser. Up until the point that I realized I had made so many of these decisions in my life, in my relationships, in order to maintain the peace within relationships, but really it started to disrupt the peace that I had within myself. And so I got to a point a little uh, around a year ago that I started to recognize that I was in a relationship with family, with myself, with all these agreements that I had made with romantic relationships where I was in a state of, I don't even know who I am anymore. I feel so disconnected with myself. I feel so disconnected with who I am. I feel so disconnected with what I'm creating for myself. And I started to recognize that I have I had strayed off the path of the truth of who I am and who I know myself to be. And so this was a very unconscious pattern. And whenever we think about the people-pleasing pattern, it's essentially manifests as not really speaking our truth, not showing up in a way that's actually authentic to ourselves. And we either ignore or bypass or push down or push away our own emotional needs, our own self-expression, our own truth in order to meet someone else. And this can show up in so many different ways. It can show up as avoidance of hard conversations. It can show up as bypassing. It can show up as really like pushing down what you're experiencing in order to make someone else comfortable. And this is kind of like the chameleon personality. This is the personality that shows up in certain ways with certain people, but really you're not showing up authentically. And so The reason why we do this is because we have these parts that are developed in order to meet our needs. And the people pleaser is one of these parts. It's a behavioral pattern that's been developed in order to keep us safe, 
in order to receive attention or love or connection or validation at some point in your life. And so the way that parts work is essentially it's a intelligent consciousness that exists within your being that whenever it's triggered, it's like, I need to behave this way in order to meet this need. And over time, we see evidence that every single time that I do this, then I get this need met. And so it just starts to become a persona. And this is the problem oftentimes is that these parts become our persona. These parts become our personality. And that's when you see people identifying and saying, I am a people pleaser, or I'm a perfectionist, or I am a failure, I am this, because there's been so many evidential experiences that say, this is the reality for me. This is what's true for me. But the problem is, is that the more we identify with these aspects of us, the more that we're going to show up in that way. And so one of the practices that I had worked with when I became aware that I had patterns of people pleasing and there's a massive difference between being a people pleaser or behaving in ways that create people pleasing and so we get to understand first and foremost that these behavioral mechanisms are not personalities they're names for aspects of us that have formed these ways of being in order to make sure we are safe make sure our needs are met, make sure that we can relate in the world in a way that we feel safe, secure, protected, connected. However, they were developed when we weren't conscious. They were developed when we weren't self-aware. They were developed when we weren't the self-responsible, intelligent, powerful beings that we are now. And one of the ways to actually shift out of these behavioral patterns is first and foremost to take radical responsibility radical responsibility for ourselves here and now and it's so important to understand that even though we are aware of these things like awareness is always the first step to any change but sometimes when we're self-aware that doesn't change the fact that it's super fucking hard sometimes and it's super challenging to shift these patterns and it's like you're meeting all of the resistance and it's like i know that i don't want to be doing this but i still find myself doing it and why the fuck is that happening And so keep in mind that we have these ingrained behavioral patterns. And so whenever it comes down to shifting a behavior, it's not this overnight aha breakthrough moment. It's a series of integration that follows with conscious intentional behavior. And so I want to share a little story with you guys. And this is the one that I shared on my Instagram, but At the beginning of my relationship with Scott, I remember there was a moment that, you know, right before him and I met, it was like, I witnessed all of the ways my people pleaser has been manifesting in my life. It had manifested in me signing on a year-long lease that I was actually very out of alignment with me. It manifested as me staying in a relationship that was very out of alignment with me. It manifested as me not having boundaries. It manifested as me uh, overcompensating with coaching clients and actually not doing the work that I wanted to be doing, but really morphing myself to the work that they wanted me to be doing and I'm feeling super disconnected with my business and feeling like I was showing up on Instagram and not really wanting to do it and just doing all of these things for someone else and not actually doing them for myself. And the reason why I was doing this was because I was afraid if I am actually being myself, 
I'm going to lose out on the people that I love. I'm going to disappoint someone. I'm going to get punished. I'm going to be abandoned. I'm going to be told that I'm being selfish. And all of these fear-based beliefs were leading me to do things that I actually didn't want to do, but I felt like I should do because that's how I get love. That's how I get attention. That's how I feel supported. That's how I feel like I'm being a good girl. And so when I came to recognize that I had made all of these choices in order to avoid conflict, in order to avoid confrontation, in order to avoid disappointing someone, in order to disappoint, in order to avoid losing someone, I had to face the consequences of my own actions and have really hard conversations. Really hard conversations that were essentially me confronting all of the things that for so long I wanted to avoid that I wanted to just get away from. But the longer I went on with this behavioral pattern of people-pleasing, the more out of alignment I was with myself. And so then that's when it felt like, oh my God, the people-pleaser has become my whole fucking identity and it feels like this is how I have to operate in the world in order for me to feel okay. And so there's essentially two sides of this pendulum of people-pleasing and standing up for yourself, right? And oftentimes when we go from one side of people-pleasing and constantly doing that in our relationships, it feels very foreign to speak honestly, to have hard conversations, to stand up for yourself, to set boundaries. And this is where we'll often meet ourselves in what feels like a trauma response. Because for so many years, you've been programmed to feel unsafe in those kind of situations, whether that came from childhood, whether that came from relationships, whether that came from caregivers or conditioning or wherever it came from and it's not always necessary for us to uncover the root of where it came from it's something that absolutely is supportive because it helps your mind understand and reframe the stories and reframe the situations but sometimes it is so deeply embedded within our subconscious that it's like hey, I'm just aware of this pattern. I'm aware that I'm ready to change this pattern. And I'm aware that I need to take responsibility for changing this pattern. And for me, because I am trauma-informed, because I am self-aware, because I have so many of these tools, I was able to move through it, but that didn't change the fact that still in the situations, I needed support. I needed to be able to process these conversations with friends to hold me accountable, who are also coaches, who are also doing the work on themselves and who could allow me to be in such a state of dysregulation and fear and not fawn. So the different types of trauma responses that happen, fawn is essentially the one where the people pleaser comes out. And this is when you're in such a state of discomfort that it's like, oh my God, I feel like I need to laugh. I feel like I need to like just bow down and submit and do what you want because I'm so afraid. And so that's essentially the way that the people pleaser manifests is you feel so fucking uncomfortable that you're like, I'm just going to do what you want so that I don't have to feel this way so that I don't have to feel this way. And so one of the number one shifts that we get to have when we are integrating our people pleaser is remember that your emotions 
are your responsibility and someone else's emotions are their responsibility. It is not your responsibility to take on someone else's emotional experience. It isn't. It is their responsibility to regulate their emotional experience, just like it is your responsibility to regulate your own emotional experience. That doesn't change the fact that when you are shifting these behaviors, it's really fucking challenging sometimes to move through these bodily somatic responses that you are experiencing when changing your behavior. And so the story that I was going to share with you guys is when it came to really shifting out of these behaviors, I remember there was one night where I, you know, when I first met Scott, I was actually dating someone at the time and my people pleasing patterns had completely taken over in this relationship. And I realized it was all out of a safety mechanism that I'm like, this is how I feel safe is to just fawn is to just do what I'm told is to not cause conflict. But what happened is when I had some space from that relationship and I was actually able to be present with myself, I recognized how out of alignment it was and how much I was just doing it because I was afraid that if I was myself and this person left or the relationship ended, well, that meant I'm not lovable. That meant maybe no one will choose me. And it came from a wound, right? So all of these underlying patterns were coming from wounding. They were coming from this place of insecurity and not self-security. So once I was able to access this level of self-security within myself, I was able to speak honestly and share with him what was actually going on in my life and how I actually felt in relationship and how I actually needed to choose me, to actually choose me, to actually do the thing that felt authentic to me, to actually like express myself in ways that I was suppressing myself. And what that led to was the ending of the relationship. And of course, my heart got hurt. Of course, all of my fears came up. Of course, all of my stories came up. Of course, all of my wounds got triggered. But instead of letting those take me over, I was able to support and coach myself through it. I was able to receive support through it. I was able to be held through it. And I was able to hold myself through it. And as a result, that was just one of the things that got to shift. The other thing that got to shift was my relationship with my sister. You know, I, a year ago, a little over a year ago now, I had signed a lease because I wanted to travel and I wanted my cats to have a place and I wanted to get my furniture out of storage. And my sister and I got into a conversation around getting a place together. And it was like, yeah, that sounds really good. And we were both a yes to it. And then once I started being with myself and I was out of the excitement and out of this like, oh wait, actually, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for her. Then I came to recognize that like, this isn't actually what I want. This isn't actually what I want. I don't actually want to do this. I don't actually want to do it this way. But because it was a family dynamic, I was so afraid of telling her this And what it led to was every time I brought it up, she's like, it's okay, it's okay, everything's fine, it'll be good. And I'm like, yeah, it'll be good. And I could like positive affirmation my way out of it when internally there was just this guttural feeling of this isn't right. 
this isn't right. And immediately when I signed the lease, I'm like, ah, this is a lesson for me. And I learned the lessons and I'm so grateful for all of the ways that this had manifested and simultaneously the spearhead of it was like here you got to confront all these hard conversations that you've been avoiding and what that led to is the breaking down and the unraveling of so much of the dynamics that were playing out in these relationships as a manifestation of what was going on inside of me and so having that hard conversation having the other hard conversation completely reconfronting my coaching business and seeing what's out of alignment Asking these hard questions, what did this lead me to? It led me to actually being able to call in a relationship that was so fucking aligned with me, with who I am, with the truth of who I am, where people pleasing doesn't get to exist anymore. And it's so wild because the day after, the day after I met Scott was when I was able to shift out of all of these. I had all of these conversations within the same day. And then we had our first date and it was just like, holy fuck, this was so much to process through. I almost canceled the first date because I'm like, I am healing something that is so big and so challenging for me right now that I don't even know if I can show up because I had this expectation of how I'm supposed to show up on a first date because my people pleaser was like, I need to be perfect in order to be in a relationship. I need to be perfect in order to be loved. I need to be a certain way in order to receive any form of affection. But the reality was, When I showed up authentically, he's like, thank you for showing this to me. And here I want to show myself to you. And we've been able to create this relationship where there are no hidden things. There's nothing that we are hiding from each other. There's nothing nothing that is coming from this place of a wound. It's like, hey, let's talk about the hard thing. Let's have the hard conversation and let's share the triggers. Let's share our stuff with each other and let's create a safe environment for us to show up so authentically in our self-expression and to move through whatever fears or resistances or challenges are coming up along the way. And there was a moment in the very beginning, like the first month of our relationship where I recognized that I had a boundary that was crossed, but I didn't even know it was a boundary. And this man is incredible because he's done enough self-work on boundaries and setting boundaries and being able to hold people's boundaries that when I felt like I had one, he was able to support me in it. And so whenever we have a boundary that's crossed, this is something that it's like, you just feel like there's an ick inside of you. And it's like, ick, I don't know what is off, but something is off. And sometimes we're just like, let me push through that ick. And there's a difference between being triggered and having a boundary. And that's one of the things that I've come to recognize is that the boundary is not about what someone else has to do because you are triggered. It's about, hey, I need to do this for me in order to support and protect myself. And I would love if you could support me in it, but you don't have to change your behavior unless it actually is aligned with you. And one of the things that I came to recognize is that I was so afraid of having boundaries because, again, people don't have to meet them. People don't have to say yes to these things. Some people will and some people won't. And I remember there was this moment where we were sitting across the table from each other 
And I had this feeling of ick. And I was aware that I'm like, a boundary's been crossed, but I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what this boundary is. I don't even know how to communicate it. And I remember sitting with myself and I felt like I was literally being split in two and I couldn't see a reality beyond this or this. And one reality was saying, oh my God, I feel like I have a boundary, but I'm so scared if I express it, then he will just be resentful of me and he will just do it, but he won't actually be happy. And then inevitably our relationship will end. And the other side was like, well, I shouldn't express the boundary because I want him to be free and I love him and I don't want to control him. And I feel like if I don't express, but if I don't express the boundary, then I'll be resentful. And this is because I already played out these two realities in two previous different relationships. And so my mind only had this evidence to look at, which was like, oh, the one time that I had expressed a boundary, he did it, but he was so resentful of me that it ended up ending the relationship. That wasn't on me. That was his choice to say yes to a boundary that he didn't actually align with. So that was his version of people pleasing. That relationship ended. And the other version of it was me not expressing a boundary, but then being so resentful because I had crossed my own boundary. And so needing to end that relationship because I was people pleasing. And so entering into this relationship with Scott, I came to realize that the people pleaser has no place here for either one of us because you cannot be your authentic self if you are people pleasing anyone. You can't. You can't have real relationships if you are people pleasing. And people pleasing is a form of manipulation that we feel like we have to do in order to receive love. And so we're in this situation and I'm like, shaking. I'm going into a complete fawn response. I'm sitting across the table from him and I'm laughing. And every time I go to like try to say a boundary, I like start laughing. And it's the most uncomfortable thing. And I recognize that this is one of the first times that I'm ever actually speaking a boundary within a relationship. And I'm like, the relationship could end right here now. And I'm so fucking scared of that. But he's like, it's okay. You can do it. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I won't be in a relationship with anyone who sleeps with other people or who has sexual relationships with other people. And I'm like, <clears throat> and he's like, okay, thank you for sharing your boundary. I also have this boundary. And I was like, oh, okay, wow, thank God. Because prior to this, I had entertained being in open relationships and it, I just recognized it wasn't for me. I know it's for some people, but I recognize that I really desire to be in a monogamous relationship. You know, I had a year-long relationship with a man who I thought was the love of my life, and a year in, I found out that I was actually the other woman, and I didn't know about it. And I came to recognize that, holy fuck, if I had asked these questions, if I had had these boundaries from the very beginning, I wouldn't have sat with myself for so long second-guessing my intuition. I wouldn't have sat with myself being like, I feel like he's talking to someone else and then like manipulating the situation of like leaving my underwear in his bedroom or leaving a hair elastic under the kitchen, kitchen sink because my intuition knew, she knew that something was off, but I was too scared to speak my truth out of fear that this relationship would end when the reality was that it needed to end. The reality was is that he wasn't the love of my life. He wasn't my person. 
It was a trauma bond and it was a lesson-based relationship where I needed to go through that level of pain in order to really choose myself. And because I had still these unprocessed wounds within myself, I manifested two other relationships that allowed me to witness these two realities of what happens when you try to control someone because you're triggered and then what happens when you don't speak a boundary because you're scared that you're going to lose someone and then to lead me to the relationship that I'm now in where it's like what happens when you are so aware of your needs you are so aware of your desires you are so aware of what you want and you speak that clearly and authentically the right person will meet you in it and that's what i've come to learn is that when you are able to speak and stand up for yourself and not let the people please run the show your whole fucking world changes your whole world changes and so Every now and then, my people pleaser will still get triggered. Of course, there'll be situations where I'm like, oh, this is so fucking uncomfortable. I don't know if I can handle it. I just feel like I should people please. And then if I notice it, I can call myself out on it or I can be called out on it. And that's the beauty of being in a conscious partnership and a conscious relationship is that we can share these vulnerable aspects of us that we're working on healing and not expect someone else to be responsible for it but they can hold us accountable to healing it and this happens this can happen in romantic relationship this can happen in conscious friendship this can happen in a coaching client relationship it's hey i'm aware that this is something that i'm working through healing right now and that it's not an overnight process it's a conscious choice again and again and again and again and sometimes i'm going to make mistakes Sometimes I'm going to fuck it up. Sometimes I'm not going to get it right. But that doesn't mean that I'm bad. That doesn't mean that I'm wrong. That doesn't mean that I'm a shameful human. That means that I'm healing. And we've all been programmed and conditioned into these certain behavioral patterns that helped us survive at some point in time, but they're not going to help us thrive. They're not going to help us create the lives that we want to consciously. And so... One of the practices that I want to leave you with that I've been working through is whenever we get triggered, right? Whenever these parts of you get triggered, whatever it is, whether it's people-pleasing or perfectionism or procrastination or self-doubt or comparison or like unworthiness, remember that this is just a programmed belief and a programmed part. It's not who you are. It is not your whole identity. So even things like your attachment style, like it's so important for us in our minds to not identify with these things. Don't tell yourself, I'm a people pleaser or I'm a perfectionist or I'm anxious attachment or I'm an avoidant or I'm a failure or I'm a this or I'm a that. This is not, this will program it into your identity and further manifest it in your reality. It's like I was talking about at the beginning. And so it's important to separate yourself from these aspects of you. So there's an exercise that I'm going to guide everyone through in an upcoming workshop that I'm facilitating. And I'm so fucking excited about it. There's going to be more details that come out on um, in the following weeks. But one of the practices is separating your parts from yourself. And I'm going to give you guys the one for the people pleaser. And the way that I've done it, but 
I named my people pleaser. I called her Penelope, right? And I recognized that I'm not a people pleaser, but I have a people pleaser. Penelope is my people pleaser. And what this does is it actually creates a little bit of separation. And whenever Penelope gets triggered, I recognize that she has certain ways of being and certain behaviors and certain things that she does. And so when she gets triggered, I'm like, okay, what does Penelope need right now in order to feel safe? She needs to know that she is loved just the way she is, right? And I start to have a conversation with this part of me. And rather than becoming this part, I gave this part a place. And this part, my people pleaser, she belongs on the base of my spine and my back. And so sometimes, you know, I feel triggered. I'm like, ah, damn it. I feel like my people pleaser is about to take over. And rather than letting it take over, you know, sometimes when we're in the trigger, it's so big and so intense and so consuming that we're just like, I need to do this. And we get reactive and we get like, ah, I need to save myself from this situation. That's when those parts come online. But if you can take some spaciousness between the situation and the trigger, the situation and the trigger and you and your part and you can actually go and have a conversation with this part whether that be through through something like journaling whether that be through having a conversation with yourself if you're in a situation where you have someone who can support you and just be like hey i'm navigating this right now and this is coming up for me and you get you allow that part of you to actually speak to express to say all the things that it wants to say and then you self-soothe yourself then you can come back to the situation that triggered you from yourself and not react as the part of you that's triggered. And this is one of the most healing things that we can do for all of our relationships and most importantly, our relationship with ourself. So I would love to hear from you guys if you listen to this episode and if you relate to the people pleaser and you're going to try this exercise, if in a moment you experience it, what shifts for you? what opens up for you so you guys can let me know of course on instagram and if you feel like there's anyone that you know that would benefit from this episode and listening to this i would love and appreciate if you shared it on your socials and you know spread the word because i know i'm not the only one and i know so many of you relate to this so i'm so fucking grateful for you listening to this episode i hope it was helpful i hope you received so much value from it and i'm so excited to catch you on the next episode all my love we'll see you soon